welcome to our first podcast from the Graduate School here at Queen's University Belfast. Across this series, we will be discussing the postgraduate journey. In this episode, we are joined by three master's students who are going to share their experience of transitioning from undergraduate to master's study. My name is Emer O'Connor and I'm a previous Queen's student. I completed my undergraduate degree at Queen's and went on to do a distance learning master's with the Open University. I came back to Queen's where I completed a PhD and postdoctoral research. I now work in the graduate school as a researcher development consultant where I support postgraduate students throughout their academic journey. I am co-hosting this episode with my colleague Abby. Abby, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Hello everyone, I'm Abby. I did my master's in theology from 2014 to 2015. And if I'm honest, I thoroughly enjoyed my master's experience. And I think that's mainly because I really enjoyed my dissertation topic. And if there's one thing that I would say is to have a really good think about what dissertation topic you're going to pick and pick something that you're really interested in. In terms of the graduate school, I have been working with the graduate school from January 2019 as an academic skills consultant. At the moment, I support the graduate school by running appointments with postgraduate students on a one-to-one -one basis on Microsoft Teams. And I support students with their academic skills, so whether that be critical thinking, reading, writing, the flow of their academic writing, time management, and things like that. Thank you, Abby. Our guest speakers today are three current master's students here at Queen's. I would like to invite our students to introduce themselves and describe their experience of transitioning into a master's in three words. Hi, my name's Shing Him Mac, and I'm originally from Hong Kong. I'm currently doing an LLM International Business Law at the School of Law at Queen's. And in terms of the three words that I would describe my transitioning experience, Firstly, strange because I'm transitioning during uh, in the middle of the pandemic. The second word would be exciting. And the third word would be supportive. Hi, my name is Elena and I'm currently a master's student studying on the MRES Arts and Humanities course. And within that, my discipline is in Spanish. My research focuses around memory and foreign testimonies of the Spanish Civil War. In terms of my experience about transitioning to a master's, I would say I definitely felt very uncertain, but I also felt quite supported and focused as well. Hi, my name is Anna. I am originally from the US and I recently completed my master's in conflict transformation and social justice. I would describe my experience of transitioning into my master's as initially uncertain, but also very excited and then finally supported as well. Thank you very much for answering that first question for us and again just welcome to this podcast. So now I would like to ask all three of you. Firstly, Anna, what inspired you to do a master's? So I kind of knew broadly what I was interested in doing with my life and my career, but after I finished my undergrad, I felt like I needed to do a bit more of exploration and figure out what I wanted to do more in depth and take that time to explore what my interests really were. So that's what pushed me to do a master's in the first place. Then when I was looking at courses, I found that the courses at Queen's were really unique. Um, in my case, I was able to study conflict and conflict transformation at Queen's within a post-conflict environment. And to me, that seemed like a really valuable life experience, in addition to it being just valuable professionally and academically as well. That's really interesting. Thanks very much. 
Alina, what inspired you to do a master's? So I felt, honestly, I just felt like I couldn't leave Queen's straight away after I had completed my undergraduate. It wouldn't have felt right for me. And so I thought then that completing a master's was probably the next best step. I also really, really enjoyed my undergraduate. So it, again, staying for a master's in languages did seem something that I was very certain about. And then obviously the languages atmosphere at Queen's is so supportive. So I knew that I would have a good experience as well as being able to develop my research skills within modern languages and continue to develop relationships with staff and students who I've known for quite a long time. That was why I decided to do a master's. That's brilliant, Elena. I'm really glad that you felt so supported at Queen's and comfortable with Queen's as well. So now finally, Shing Him, what inspired you to do a master's? Thank you for your question. I knew I wanted to become a lawyer, but I felt like I'm still not done with the academic world after completing my final year dissertation in my undergraduate studies, which was also done with Queen's. And I truly loved the process of academic research, and I thought doing a master may allow me to excel my academic skills by specialising on more complex legal theories. And the second reason that I want to do a master is in terms of employability concerns. My master programme that I'm currently doing is quite unique in the sense that it has an inbuilt placement element in it. And looking at all the Russell Group universities, Queen's is actually only Russell Group universities that incorporate a placement element in a master law course. So that is uh, really interesting. And I thought that doing a placement in my master year would benefit me in terms of job hunting in the future. Thank you all so much for sharing your thoughts about what actually inspired you to do a master's. So now we're going to move over to Emer, who's going to ask you all some questions around your skills and experience. Thank you very much. A lot of what you have said resonates with me. I too, like Elena, I never felt like I could leave Queen's. So I was delighted to come back to Queen's and study at postgraduate level. And now I'm delighted to work in Queen's. So Elena, can I ask you, when you started your master's, what skills did you feel you were most lacking in and why? So I think this is probably quite personal for everyone. Not everyone will have the same answer, but definitely for me, I would say it was my confidence was a big factor. And that was in relation to whether I was actually capable to be preparing research tasks and assignments. Because for so long, I was convinced I shouldn't be doing the MRES <laughs> because it's very heavily independent and it's very research based, which was very different from, you know, the overall taught experience at undergraduate. And then within that as well, because of the nature of it being a research master's, I'd say I definitely lacked in my kind of critical skills and maybe being more objective in, for example, article reviews. And then I would say my own kind of self-observation as well and what I was capable of. Thank you very much. I appreciate you sharing such a personal aspect of your studies. I can say from coming through the process and now supporting postgraduate students, the lack of confidence or what we call the imposter syndrome is quite a common feeling, Elena. So please know that you're not on your own. Many academics even still have this feeling of who am I to question the established literature. I would also add that I struggled with my confidence when I started out with my master's as well, especially around writing and understanding more complex topics. I often felt like I didn't understand what was going on, but I think oftentimes, at least for me, that was just a perception and I actually did understand what was going on. Something that I did to help 
myself with that was that I made an effort to reach out and try to build relationships with my lecturers. So I often used office hours and emailed them. They were always really open and supportive, and I found them willing to help me discuss my ideas, especially if I felt uncertain about an essay topic or specific learning points. They never made me feel bad or like I was behind everyone else. And after doing this a few times, I started to feel more confident. And I think I noticed that I was able to spend more time developing my work rather than second guessing myself. I think it also helps connecting with others, even just socially, because I think it's a really common feeling, as a bunch of us have said, um, lacking confidence. You might have resources that you can gain from other people and from hearing about their experience, and that can help you feel like you're not alone. I would also echo that. I think when it comes to starting a master, the skills that I lack initially was uh, the academic skills, and the level of expectation is just a lot higher. And I was a bit confused as to、uh, what I need to do at the start, but as soon as I realized the problems, I have spoken to one of my lecturers who kindly given me some feedback, and because of that, I have actually reached out to some of my peers in Microsoft Teams, and then we have actually built a mini study group, and that really helped because I think it is really important in postgraduate level that we have a really strong peer support. So that we can discuss different opinions and aspects in terms of the readings that we we, we have done, and and something like that. You've been so proactive in supporting yourself and seeking support within your schools, within the graduate school, and within Queens as a whole. Shinghem, I'd like to pick up on the group that you've set up to support yourself and your colleagues. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Of course. I basically connected with my classmates through Microsoft Teams, which is the platform that we we use in the law school for online lectures. And through that, I posted link to the WhatsApp group, where students can just join in their own initiative. And that really worked because it helps us to connect virtually during the pandemic, and that also assists in building a strong bonding between us. That is a lovely way of keeping that connectedness, Shingham. Especially at the moment where we aren't organically meeting people, so having that group where you can chat and share your ideas about your studies is a really wonderful thing. And I'm just wondering, has anybody else found any other resources or events or support that has helped them during the masters? Sure. So another program through the grad school that I found very helpful for myself was one called Building Your Emotional Resilience. This was a course that looked at just the impact of your emotions on your work and how you can better adapt to overcome challenges that you might face, whether that's in your academic life or in your professional life going forward. I think, at least for me, it was very timely because I was able to take this course when sort of the COVID nineteen lockdowns first started happening. And at least for me, that caused quite a bit of stress and uncertainty trying to figure out how to work in this new environment. I think that's something that a lot of people doing masters or just postgraduate degrees in general might be able to relate to right now. But I think building on that, I'll also be able to use the skills that I gained and the perspectives that I gained from that course in my professional life. Because I mean, really, everyone has certain challenges that they might face, whether that's again in your academic life or in your professional life moving forward. And I think. Those sorts of skills can really help to prevent burnout and keep you passionate and willing to keep doing your job. 
Yes, I can add on that. I think there are some really great initiatives in the graduate school in terms of supporting students with their learning and development. For example, I joined two courses or development programs with the graduate school. The first one is called Mastering Your Leadership. The second one is Design Thinking. What I like about these courses and programs is that it really gives me an add-on skills to my future job hunting, and that makes me a lot more competitive in the job market. Fantastic. So what I'm really hearing from you is about how you have all been focusing on working on both your academic and your professional skills in order to improve your employability prospects. And I believe Abby might have some questions in relation to this. Yes, thank you very much. Um, so now I just want to focus on the theme of looking forward, which I know all of you have touched on already. So I just want to develop that a little bit further. Firstly, Elena, how do you think your master's will impact your future prospects? So the research preparation in my master's is really, really helpful in honing my research and my analytical skills, as well as being able to work independently to meet deadlines. And of course, the specific focus of my research within modern languages and then very specifically within 20th century Spain will hopefully be important in I would hope progressing to a PhD later and to be able to work in modern languages research. Thanks very much, Elena. That sounds really positive. I'm really looking forward to see how you develop with that. Secondly, Anna, how do you think your master's will impact your future prospects? I would really echo what Elena had to say. For me, I think it's helped open me up to be able to apply for more research positions. And that's something that I'm interested in pursuing right now. And actually, I've been able to work in a research position part-time after finishing my degree in the last couple of months. So yeah, again, what Elena said, it's really been helpful with developing practical research skills, like how do you might design your research projects, helping me to improve my writing skills, and also figure out how I can incorporate my critical thinking skills into whatever research projects I'm working on. That's great. I'm glad that you've had some opportunities to develop your skills already, Anna. Xing Him, have you anything that you'd like to add to what's already been said? Yes, I think having a master qualification would definitely help with my future prospects. For example, I would know how laws are applied and generated in different jurisdictions, and that would definitely put me in a better position than my peers in terms of finding a job in the future in an international commercial law firm. The second thing that will impact my future prospect is it opens the door for future academic journeys. I've always had the ambition in a teaching law in a, in a university, maybe 15 or 20 years after I qualified as a lawyer. That's just my personal interest and having a master qualification would definitely help me build my ambition in that. Thanks so much. All three of you sound very, very ambitious and enthusiastic about your future prospects, which is amazing. So you can really see the value that your masters at Queen's will impact on your future. So now I just want to ask you, firstly, Shing Him again, what would your advice be to anyone considering doing a master's? I think it is really important to have a clear objective in your mind when you're studying a master course. 
because what I find very useful is that when I have a very clear objective, it really helps me in planning how I can go about in achieving the aims. So definitely have a clear aim in your mind when you're studying your course. Thank you, Shingham. That's great advice. Anna, have you any advice that you would like to give? Sure. I would say that it's important to take advantage of all the opportunities around you. I think it's easy to get caught up in focusing only on your academics, especially at the master's level. But I personally valued the personal development opportunities that I was able to experience at Queen's just as much. I think no amount of academic knowledge or experience can make up for a lack of practical or transferable skills, things like communication or teamwork or project management skills. And there are really so many opportunities to gain these sorts of personal and professional development opportunities at the graduate school. So I would say that you should really seek out those and dedicate some time to undertaking that for yourself as well as your academics. That's great, Anna. Thank you. Elena, have you any insights or tips that you would like to share? I would say to definitely consider further study if you've enjoyed your undergraduate and if you think it's something that you would like to do. And then if you actually do transition onto a master's, I would recommend probably being mindful of time management and keeping a good routine, but to also not forget to regularly take time to unwind. I kind of wish that before I started my master's that I knew that everybody who's doing a master's will question their ability at some point, regardless of who they are, what their undergraduate was, or what they currently study. And that's okay. It's totally normal. All you have to do is just remember why you started in the first place and, and keep on going. This has been really interesting and I think the discussion that we've had so far has been so valuable and I think our listeners will find it valuable too. So now I just want to sort of tie things together. At the beginning of the podcast, you described in three words your experience of entering a master's study. So now I want you to have a little reflection in three words as to how you're currently feeling having progressed during your master's. So firstly, Elena, if you want to give your three words. My three words, I would say, would be passionate, encouraged, and then for my third, it's kind of a phrase, but I would say that I have a renewed focus and confidence in relation to my studies. And Anna, what's your three words? I would say I'm far more confident, also prepared, and enriched. And finally, Shing Him. I would describe my master experience as inspirational, practical, and also stimulating, but challenging. Well, it's a phrase, but it basically summarized my master experience at Queen's. Wow, what I'm hearing is such a progression. So if you reflect back on the words that you used at the beginning to describe your transitioning into a master's, we can now see how far you've progressed, how much confidence you've built along the way. You're finding that you're now more prepared, a bit more confident, passionate, encouraged. You've got a renewed focus and you're finding this stimulating and positively challenging. We really hope that you continue to enjoy your studies here with Queen's and know that we are here in the Graduate School to support you as you progress throughout your studies. I would like to thank our speakers for sharing their experiences and insight. I have found this very interesting and I hope you have found it useful too. We would like the discussion to continue beyond the podcast. So if you would like to share your thoughts and tips, please do so on Twitter using at QUB Grad School and follow our Twitter page for updates on future episodes.